Welcome to the Association Hub podcast, a bite-sized series of weekly inspiration designed to keep curious association professionals inspired. Our topics will cover everything from membership growth to online communities, technology and sponsorship and beyond that. Hello and welcome to the Association Hub podcast. Each week we're sharing fresh insights and expert perspectives, delving into the dynamic world of association management and member engagement. Together we are your hosts, Alina Lima and Angela Shelton. So Alina, what's on our agenda today? Hi Angela and all the listeners. Today we're diving into a really intriguing topic, the evolution of industry partnerships. And we've already looked into this topic in terms of from the AI perspective, but today it will be more traditional view. And this is the subject that's reshaping how we think about collaborations in our sector. And I'm excited to explore this with you, Angela. What is going to be a good one. So, you know, when we think about industry partnerships, I find it really fascinating to see how they've transformed over the years. Actually, I take it back. I want to even talk about even just the last 12 months, how much they've transformed. They're no longer just agreements. We're really looking at strategic alliances and how it can really work for both parties to propel our organizations forward. That's right, Angela. It's all about synergy and partnership, isn't it? bringing together different strengths of different businesses and perspectives for a common goal. And in the decision space, this evolution has been particularly impactful. It is. And from my experience, I think the key is an understanding that partnerships are a two-way street. It's no longer just about what each of you can gain from it, but it's how do you collaborate and contribute together to get the best outcome? And it's great to think about these partnerships of, you know, different brands who's got the same and share the same audience and think how they can collaborate and amplify each other brands and create this amplified value for both parties. And with the digital age, this scope of collaboration has just exploded. There are so many innovative ways to partner up. So true. And speaking of innovation, I've got an incredible guest with us today who is an absolute trailblazer in this realm. Joe Kane is the Chief Operating Officer at RIMPA, which is also known as the Records and Information Management Practitioners Worldwide. So Jo is going to be sharing some of her insights and experiences and really talking about how her global partnerships have come to fruition in the last six to 12 months. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from Jo because her perspective is going to be so valuable for anyone looking to navigate the nurture industry partnerships in today's world. And I'd love to let our listeners know that if you want to be the first to hear our upcoming episodes, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to join the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach out to us at associationhubpodcast.com.au. Now, without further ado, let's jump into today's interview. Let's welcome Joaquin. Hello to all of our listeners. I'm back and today I am joined by the fabulous Joe Kane. Now, Joe is the COO of RIMPA and we met many, many, many years ago. But I really feel like, Joe, that when we met all those years ago, like we were talking online for such a long time and then we finally met in person only, what, nine months ago. And it's like we've known each other for years. Like we just clicked. It felt so good. So, let me ask you now to introduce yourself to our audience and see if there's a click out there for you also. Yes. <laughs> no, thanks, Angela. It's so great to be here. And um, yes, as Angela introduced me so beautifully, I am fabulous. 
I'm also very funny as well and very witty, but um, I am Joe Kane from Rimpa Global, which is, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer at the moment. And I guess I've just in quick, I've, I've sort of, I guess, progressed in this role from being the marketing and events manager into now being the chief operating officer. So with that, has there's been so many opportunities and so many learnings during that five years that I've been with Rupa now that I really feel that I can share a lot with the audience. And it's so great to be here, Angela. So can't wait for us to click a little bit more. Oh, love that. All right. So today's focus is going to be on the evolution of industry partnerships. I know that this is a stronghold of yours, but it's also a topic that's really shaping our professional landscape right now. So I know you've been at the forefront of this conversation with Rimpa and you've done some incredible work in the last, I want to say, 11 months. Would you mind maybe walking us through how those partnerships have transformed over time within Rimpa? Sure, sure, yes. No, so I think the way that we've sort of focused on really building these strong partnerships, and it's not just with our sponsors, but it's also with us collaborating with other industry bodies. And I think we've built a really incredibly strong community since I've been here for the last couple of years, but we've really embedded ourselves as the peak governing body in the industry. And we've connected with a global audience since we've gone global. And we've really, really sort of set down and established some really amazing partnerships with other industry bodies, our competition, and also our sponsors. So it's going from strength to strength and I can't just stress enough to everyone just how important it is to collaborate, collaborate. Oh my gosh, that is my favourite word. I'm going to change my middle name to collaborate. <laughs> I just, don't, you know, when people talk about collaborating, I think about for purpose. I think about what are all the things that we do in our daily lives that has purpose collaborating, having great conversations, sharing ideas. And that's something that I really see with you at the helm of Rimpa really harnessing, particularly now that you've moved into that global space. Just following your journey has been really amazing to see how those global partnerships or those collaborations have just really settled in well. And I'm curious, is that something that you've seen grow quite strongly post-pandemic or is that something that you were starting to look into previous? I think it's always been our goal to move into that global spectrum, I would say, but COVID's definitely, I think, enabled us to reach out a lot more globally and, and realise that globalisation is real and it doesn't matter how big or small your organisation or association is, you do have that opportunity to tap into that. And the learnings that you can you know, sort of gather and accumulate from these relationships can actually play a really pivotal part in moving yourself forward. And and obviously you learn so much from other people and how they operate that it's it's just gone from strength to strength from all ends. It's been a it's been a bit of a strategy, but it's also really, really sort of just been a journey where we've moulded and massaged that, those relationships to our benefit. Oh, you really have. So if I were to ask you if you could share some key strategies for identifying and fostering some valuable partnerships, what could you share with our listeners today? Look, I think from our perspective, we've sort of looked at, let's talk about stakeholders first, because, you know, I, I think collaboration with stakeholders is really hugely important. And even when I had my own event management company, I found it really quite disjointed where people didn't work with each other because they were scared of competition. And I think you need to embrace your enemies a little bit more and treat them as friends. Your competition is something that you should learn from and nurture from and and really massage those relationships. So we collaborate with now all the key industry bodies within our sector. So 
it's the health industry, it's the data industry, it's the information management records and information management in itself. And there's so many associations in our records and industry space. But the more we've collaborated and worked together, the more we've created a synergistic relationship with everybody. And we're all working towards the same goal. We're not trying to steal members. What we're trying to do is champion and have a voice for the industry as a collective. So that's been a really valuable part of the collaboration so far. So that's what we did with those people. From a perspective of our industry partners and sponsors, just realising that without our partners, you can't actually fund events and stuff like that. So you really need their money, but you also want them to be your best friend (laughs) because they're the people that are going to actually talk about you and and build your community and help enhance your community because they're providing the business solutions that your memberships need. So you've got to work hand in hand. And I think that the relationships that we've managed to deepen with our vendors and sponsors collectively, it doesn't mean they're all giving us money, but they're all attending our events as a part of our community. It's just played a huge part in what we're doing as an association. Oh, they are such good tips. And the fact that you really spoke about how you look at those partnerships with intent and you build those networks because it's all about how do we look after this industry as a whole and everybody can fill a very specific spot. So Absolutely, yeah. I think that's where Rimpa is doing an amazing job. And I would honestly say, I feel like you're leading from the helm there. So I would love for our associations to look at this and not be scared about having a chat to your sister associations, even from that global space, because there is so much that we can learn from each other. And it keeps us ahead of innovation because we're always wanting to be just that little bit further in front. Yeah. And I think, you know, like when you you look at what you've got and the way that we've sort of been our strategy of increasing our membership as such is if you provide the services and the benefits, they're going to come to you. So you need to really look from the outside in or the inside out in the sense that you've got to look from the customer perspective, I think, and and you've got to look at your members as customers. So what's their experience look like from their side? And it's we've just been doing an assessment of our website and we've realised that it's actually just built for our members, not for non-members. So anyone that's coming in as a new person actually doesn't really understand what we do because we're actually our website is just driven towards well you're a member so this is what we can provide you right (laughs) I love that you are talking about this Joe I cannot begin to tell you how many people go check out this association check out this website and I'm looking and I'm reading and I'm looking at different tabs and I'm Mm. rereading it I'm chucking it to chat GBT and go what do these guys do do yes that is so important that you have addressed that and how is that working out for you Oh, look, we've only just sort of realised how it is so like that. So we're currently going through a full review and content of our website and how it actually sits on the platform. So we're really sort of bedding down, I guess, now that we've rebuilt the credibility for Rimper and we're, we're going in leaps and bounds, we're now really wanting to tap into the private industry because ours is highly government-focused, our members. So in order for us to do that, we have to look from the outside in what's going to bring those people to us and so that the normal average person who still asks me to this day, who do I work for? And I try to explain <laughs> it, you know, so that they can actually go to the website and go, oh, that's what you guys do. Awesome. Yeah, that education piece is so important. And this is where I feel like those collaborations can work 
really well with your partners and your other associations. So in terms of looking at what are your biggest challenges to building partnerships, Mm -hmm. is there anything that stands out straight away? I think from a perspective of what we do, like, I mean, our convention is a is a classic example of what we delivered this year is that it was the, the buzz and the banter and the community feel or the atmosphere that sort of was generated at this year's convention was beyond, you know, words for me. It was such a connect. And I think building that uh, community behind the scenes and keeping those relationships tapped in and keeping that being transparent with everyone you deal with, all your stakeholders, like it's like, oh, actually, I can't deliver that right now. But, you know, we're working on it and being completely transparent has really boosted those relationships, I guess. So it's really important to maintain that connectivity, as I can say it, and the networking opportunities for everybody and letting them have a voice, letting them have feedback, let them provide what, you know, I've, I've asked the question just recently, like, what can we do better to service you as our partners? What can we do to strengthen our relationship so that we are having a mutually beneficial relationship? And how do we make that, how do we foster that and create the most intense collaboration possible that's going to work for both of us? So that's what we really focus on here. Wow, that's a really powerful phrase. What can we work on to make this better? That is something that I would love for people to take away. I'm going to take away. That that is a great one. All right. So let's talk technology. Oh, yes. My favourite. (laughs) I know, right? So we know that technological advancement, it's huge, it's big. We're all talking about AI, but I'm really keen to see how do you see this playing a bigger role with your industry partnerships? Mm -hmm. Like, do you see this as a positive effect, negative effect? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Look, I think, you know, we come from an industry which I think everyone goes, what is it? But I mean, I'll just put it in simple terms, like everyone needs to know how to manage the information within their business. So yeah, a lot of our sponsors are providing business solutions to every organisation on how can you manage your information correctly. And with that comes technology, with that comes change and manageability of how you're actually going to manage your data and your analytics and what are you going to do in order to improve upon the model that you're currently working with. So you know, from a technological perspective, there's so many things that we can implement within our associations to make it an easier step. So with chat GPT and AI and all that sort of stuff that's happening at the moment, we can actually use it to our benefit to actually enhance the member's experience because we're spending less time writing the content because you can obviously put in your basic stuff as we know, but you're actually building content with a little bit more purpose and intent. So I think a lot of people are scared of technology but it's really important to embrace it and find the systems that work and function for you best. It's going to make it better for your members to navigate the world and provide them with the platforms that they need to be able to live in this post-COVID world as such with everything Mm. being so digital and virtual. Everyone's accessible and I think accessibility is the key to the technology. Yeah, treat it as a tool. It gives everybody an opportunity to then get in and give it a go. The best advice I got given a few weeks ago was, don't be scared. Just give it a go. <laughs> yeah. And then I had more advice this morning that said, ask yourself, what if? And yes. I went, ooh. Ooh, yes. Yeah. It's always about creating that dialogue about how do I just put one step in front of the other? And, and it's okay to be cautious, but 
it's about embracing. And when we're yes. really looking at being at the forefront of our industries, we have to be seen as the leaders of innovation is, is embracing this. Yes. No, and I think, um, Angela, like with technology as well, like you need to embrace the beauty of what we can actually get out of what we're doing with technology because if you can make more informed business decisions based on the data that you're collecting and actually streamline how you are navigating that path and what does my member look like and I think we spoke about this at that retreat about doing avatars or really betting down on who is my stakeholder. Um, yes. That's something that we're starting to do next year. We're really going to bed down and go, okay, who who are they? What do they want? What's their user experience when they're with us? so that we can actually fine-tune it. And having the data and the analytics available through using technology can really assist you in that. Oh, it really could. And I know that we spoke about that in context at the Association Event Innovators Retreat, so specifically around events. But the really interesting piece around that is that it applies itself across the whole of a business. absolutely, yes. Not just the events. And it's about understanding how those journeys then interconnect Mm -hmm. with each other. Totally. And how they connect back with your association's vision and strategy. Yes. You know, because we, I think, remember the, um, you know, our industry partners, for instance, like it's it's dissecting them as a person, as a stakeholder, and who are they and getting their demographics and what are they actually getting out of us and what do they want to improve upon. So it's not just looking at your exhibitors that are at your convention or your event. You're actually looking at building the relationships with these people so that you've got that, um, and I keep saying it, mutually beneficial Mm. connection and relationship because you're all in this together and you're all targeting the same people and it's just for different reasons. So you can bring it together, bring the model together and actually work together and collaborate in order to make the customer, which is our members and their their actual clients, work in line better with each other and we're giving them what they need, you know, and that's that positivity and inspiration and motivation to do their job better and have better systems in place. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, so let me ask you, for any associations that are looking to build or improve their industry partnerships or even let's dive a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. what about those who are wanting to look for new partnerships mm-hmm. and they don't know how to, they don't know where to or they don't know how to start the conversation? Could you provide a couple of tips around how to start that? Yeah, definitely. I think the most important thing is to really clearly define your goals and objectives like what is it that I want to get out of having a partnership in number one? Like what is the end game there? So I think from our perspective, when we first started looking at industry partnerships, it was all about previously the sponsors were all related to being at events or being at the convention where, and they were using our magazine to advertise. And so we decided to, well, why don't we streamline that process? It's one invoice per year. We're actually planning and being able to, you know, schedule in what we're planning for the year on all these other bits and making all our marketing for them and promotional collateral in line for the 12 months. And so that's sort of really identifying what that purpose and mission is and the objectives behind what that partnership means to you is probably number one. Definitely doing a research with those partners. And I think the good thing that we do regularly and do well is that we're having constant conversations with our partners. So really connecting, being transparent and having the open channel of communication on what can you do for me and what can I do for you. I think that's really vital because sometimes we think that they're going to be a really great inline partner with us, but their actual business goals and and missions may not actually align with us. So you need to really sort of be mindful of that. Definitely, obviously, building trust and credibility within that sort of space as well and talking to people and making sure that what you're actually wanting to deliver 
you can deliver. You know, I always under promise and over deliver. Hang on. What is it? Yeah. Is, did I say that? Under promise and over deliver. Thank yes. you. Yes. I yes. do love that one. Yes. And that's what I do on a regular basis. So even though I might set up these partnerships, I always make sure I leave a few little things off so that I can actually go oh, <laughs> as a bonus for you because I love you and you're my favorite partner in the world. I'm going to do this for you. So, and yeah. that's, you know, it's just that open communication, Angela. I think it's really vital. But in searching for valuable partnerships, you've really got to really, really look down and look at their business goals and objectives and make sure that you're in line. And it's, I think, you know, the relationships that you have with that key person that you're talking to is vital as well. Mm, Yeah. It's all about relationship and open lines of communication. Big time. Yeah. They are such amazing tips. Well, Joe, look, thank you so much. This has been absolutely amazing. I love the insights. And, you know, for our associations out there, if anybody is looking to jump in, start a partnership conversation, simple things, Joe. Communication, be open to transparency. Yes. And look at that globalization. Don't be scared. Would yes. you say there's some good takeaways from today? Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've got to say that cross collaborations with other industry sectors is so vital as well. I think that builds your community even further and builds your ability to tap into some partnerships you may not may not have thought were going to be there. I think that's really important as well. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, Joe, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, always, Angela. So good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe. And if you'd like to join the conversation, reach out to us at associationhubpodcast.com. You can also find out more at answers.net.au and memberboat.com.au. Until next time, stay curious.